Now we're rolling. Damage Plan MMA Podcast. I'm Jason, as always, my co-host, the voice of MMA in Utah, Mr. Zach Partridge. What up, dog? How you doing? I'm a little uh, carb overloaded today with our brunch at Black Bear Diner. Yeah. It was good. Those pancakes are freaking bomb. I went easy on the pancakes. You did go. Oh, you did have to go a little easy on the pancakes. Do we want to talk about why you went easy on the pancakes? Yeah, we can start with that. Yes. Let's do it. Zach has some exciting news for you guys. Yeah. So uh, back at it. October 23rd. I uh, just got the contract like right right before we went on air. Still fist contract. So uh, back back down at welterweight October twenty third. Quick turnaround. We're gonna you know fight on uh, fight on uh, July thirty first. Take one still fist show off and get right back on it. So yeah, we're just gonna sign the contract right here. So what do you know about your opponent? I don't know much. You're just signing it. Who cares, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, I, I knew I wanted to get back in there quick. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't really care for fighters that try and pick and choose fights, and I'm critical of it. So it'd be pretty hypocritical for me to try and pick and choose. Yeah. And uh, they brought one guy to me, and they brought another guy to me, and I pretty, I pretty much just said, yeah, just. Anybody that'll make weight 170 pounds and show up won't pull out. I'm down. So, Kai, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Smells like <laughs> love it. We got to get Kai on. He's got some news to, to we absolutely talk about need to too. get Kai on. So, yeah, man, we just it, it just get back at it. Uh, fighting a, I just know he's a tough kid. Kid from Idaho. He's five and two. Uh, Marco or. Tony, Tony or something, something Rodriguez. Tony Rodriguez or something like that. It depends. I don't know. So whatever. It's never never fought for Still Fist before, so I'll get to welcome him into that cage for my seventh fight for Still Fist. Exciting. I love it. I'm excited to not be doing like a main event title fight too. It's like as much as I like doing that stuff. Three three minute rounds. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Sounds yeah. like a party. Yeah. You want to be able to walk out of the cage on your own. Yeah, I mean, we're yeah, we're not doing that again. You don't want to get dragged out of the cage. We're not doing that again. We're not doing that again. No, oh, uh, man. I, I would like it to not go the distance. Um, we have some other Steel Fist news that I don't think we've told anybody what we're going to be doing tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going the other direction. I was like, what? No, no what we're doing tomorrow night. Right. Tomorrow night. So if you can't be – so you, you won't see our booth there because we will be cage side commentating. Jason and myself. So we're just taking the podcast straight. Taking to our podcast to Steel Fist tomorrow Steel night. Fist baby. Yeah. I'm excited. This It'll is my first fun. time. This You've done it. Time. I've been doing it for Fierce. I'll continue to do it for Fierce. I love doing it for Fierce. Uh, but it, it'll be fun to and grateful that Steel Fist kind of finally given me and us the opportunity that's to uh, to, do, to it. do it together. So it, it's yeah, that's gonna be fun too. I was so uh, if you can't make it to the fights, definitely tune in. We'll keep it fun for everybody. Yeah, of course. And please. If there's any issues going on, please don't text me <laughs> while I'm on air. Please. Zach's ADHD, Inevitably, every ADD time. ADD cannot take it. Inevitably, every time. I'm like commentating on Fierce. And uh, like this? Kind of like that? Yeah. Just like that. I Well, the only reason why it caught my attention, usually I can t- stop, but I literally had a guy just call me from Mexico and I'm like, oh, spam, right? Yeah. Just got a text message from a Mexico number. Somebody looking for insurance. Just so you guys know, if you need 
insurance. Uh, Zach does insurance. You know, I do it, but geez. So, yeah, a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Um, before we get to the breakdown of UFC Vegas 37, we wanted to talk about a few few things. Um, one of them was the recent retirement of Carlos Condit and Joey B, both retiring from MMA. What are your thoughts? Joseph Benavides might be – it's him or Cerrone, I think, that might be the best UFC fighters ever to never wear UFC gold. Yeah. When I think of Joey Benavides, I think of a guy that was always elite, always at the top. But, you know, he'd be Daniel Cormier if John Jones had stayed clean. Yeah, he really would. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like – I mean, he was the man forever, but could never get past Mighty Mouse and then lost twice to Figgy. And it was pretty much like. Um, time. What do you think about him? I mean, because he's kind of one of the one of the original ones that kind of pioneered that that 125, 135 division that kind of gave the the smaller guys the. the they kind of gave them a weight class basically and showed them that it, it could be a thing. Well, it's some of the, there's some of the funnest weight classes right now. Well, him and so people, that, favor, people right? that don't pay, aren't paying attention. Remember the flyweight division was kind of dead going away. Cause mighty mouse's dominance. Um, the thing is for me, Oh boy. So the thing is for me is, uh, his season with Henry Cejudo, on the ultimate fighter to try and find the next challenger. Yeah. I thought brought a lot of good and positive attention to the flyweight division. It let everybody kind of know, you know, we, there was a lot of flyweights that came from that. Brandon Moreno was on that season. Yeah. Uh, Pantoja was on that season. Um, Kai Car France was on that season. I mean, lots of, lots of flyweights were on that season that we all know now. And Joey Benavides and center Hudo coaching it. Yeah. Like from that season, I feel like, you know, he, he's the one that like, not only was he dominant in the UFC for a long time, but he was also the one to be like, no, we still belong here for the yeah. flyweights. Yeah. He, uh, one of my favorite pictures is that one from when he fought Figgy and Megan Olive sitting outside the cage, looking into the cage after he just got smashed by Figgy. Yes. Yeah. It, it was a pretty, pretty powerful picture. But Man, if I was Jerry B, I'd just rather go home to Megan Olive and not, not get killed by killers every night either. Me like too. if they're gonna give them scrubs, yeah, but why not? Easy fights, but like dude, those guys, they're killers now. Yeah, that flyweight division, they're killers now. But he's one of the, those guys that set the bar high. Yeah, that said, okay, we gotta be, we gotta be that and more to get to the top. Yeah, he's yeah. one of those those guys. And then Carlos Conduit, like his nickname says it all, the natural born killer. I I think he, I mean, he was a big part that influenced and got a lot of the early fans into MMA. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um. Both those guys. It's, I like to see them kind of going out on their own terms too. I mean, maybe Joey B was kind of on the way out. Carlos Condit's kind of almost on his way out, but they made the decision to hey, it's 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 time to hang and Conduit looked good in his last look great fights. his last like, couple it's fights. Like, yeah, I'm like that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I, I like it when they go out on their own terms and they're not going out because it's like Chuck Liddell style where it's yeah, like, yeah, I still want to fight and everybody has to be like, no, yeah. bro, you're done. No. Evander Holyfield. No, bro, you're done. Bro. Is he done yet? Is he officially done yet? I don't know. Bruce said something about five fucking killer only getting six. I'm not sure about that story, um, Bruce. I don't. I don't think I can really comment on it because I don't know the details on it. 
I don't know. Or somebody in New yeah, somebody in New Zealand apparently killed somebody in their house. I don't know all the details. So the five vodkas kill. Uh, that's the guy that was Israel Adesanya's teammate, if I remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, Israel Adesanya's teammate is the one that got killed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, well, I still don't so know the whole backstory. I don't know the story. I don't. Where is it? Yeah. See, I don't. Yeah. Know. See, we're not like the cops there. I mean, that's that sucks and that's horrible. He was the training partner. I thought it was no the, the killer. Dwyer's killer only got six months. Yeah. Yeah. So the training Maybe. partner. Yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. the one that passed away, unfortunately. So again, like, I, I I can't really speak onto it. I obviously think it's a shame anybody get murdered, but like, that's not even this country. I don't I don't understand their laws or processes or anything. But I I'm grateful to live in America. I don't know, I don't but know. kind of want to research it now and see the whole yeah, all the yeah, details maybe, on maybe, it. So maybe, maybe we'll have to look into it a little bit more and figure it out. Might have to follow that one back up on Monday. Thanks, Bruce. Um, Thanks for listening, watching. Next up, we had another thing. Ariel Hawani uh, tweeted out that there's a new fight league that's coming out. What is it? The World Fight League. Um, World Fight, yeah, it's World WFL. WFL World Fight League. Where and I don't remember the whole breakdown. Do you have it pulled up where they said what they were going to pay the fighters? Apparently, it's this new league, fight league. No, I don't have it pulled up. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I. I uh, anyways, Ariel's. I don't know if he's backing it. If he's some of the money on it, I don't know the whole situation on on what he's doing. But it sounds like they're trying to bring in another fight league. They're, everything that basically the UFC fighters want and that are complaining about. That's what. That's what. Sorry, I'm just trying to look this up. What's the how, what's the saying? Grass isn't always greener on the other side. Yeah, we were talking about this over our, our our brunch, dude. That sounds so. Um, I can't say that. Not manly. Me and you were at brunch together, but we were. Yeah. Um. And, uh. So yeah, we yeah we went to brunch, and that's I don't like the way that sounds at all. But um. We uh we we talked about it. So it's. I feel like the UFC fighters want their cake and have and like and eat it too, right? Yeah. They want their freedoms and stuff like this. So if they want like a salary and like a base to be taken care of, better fighter pay, better medical insurance, pensions, four hundred one k, all this stuff. Oh, so you want to be an employee? Sounds like it. So, what happens when the UFC says, "Okay, we'll do this"? Everybody gets fifty k base salary. Yeah. Everybody gets like when they come into the UFC, right? Obviously, yeah. contracts get negotiated, right? You get a two-year, fifty-thousand-dollar salary. Yeah, with ten thousand dollars a year stipend to pay your coaches and your team. Yeah, on top of that, sounds pretty reasonable. Oh, health insurance is included now, right? Your your company—it's oh, yeah. it's the law. They have to do health insurance now. Um, that's why I didn't like that. That's why I didn't like that brunch. Thanks, babe. Um, you know, and all these things. So what happens when the UFC says, no, we own you, 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 you're in our, you're an employee. You're not an independent co contractor anymore. You are in our employee. And by the way, oh, you're, you're a 145 er Well, we just had a 145 er drop out due to a injury a week ago. Yeah. We need you to hop on the airplane and come fight. I'm not in shape. Not our problem, dude. Like that's the stuff that they're going to run into. And I don't think they've totally thought that through yet. 
if they're their employer and they're getting all these things that they want, yeah, which maybe is maybe is good. Are they really okay? Like at that point, you're working for the man. I, I actually had a situation that didn't have anything to do with fighting, but when I was in the car business and I started buying and selling cars, I had the option of staying employee at the dealership that I was working at, or I could become 1099. And there was benefits to both, but they gave me the option. They gave me the option and said, Hey, really? you can stay an employee. You can stay an employee and I can get all my benefits or you can be a 1099. And there was also that? some things that, uh, there were some things, there were some things on there that, you know, eh, maybe I don't want to be that. So if, if, if I lost money on a car, if I was an employee, they would eat a bigger portion of that. But if I was an independent, I had to eat the bigger portion as an independent. Mm -hmm. But I get the tax benefits. There's a lot of things. Of course, I you did I wanted, the 1099. I want to do the 1099. I, I guarantee I'm, I'm, I'm betting on myself. Bet on myself long. every time, right? And, and I think that's what the fighters would do is bet on themselves. Most yeah. fighters and most successful fighters, the fan favorites, things like that. Yeah. Dustin Poirier, right? He's like, I'd get the title fight right now, or I can get the payday with Connor. You know, yeah. as long as I win that, then I'll get the, the title shots coming anyways. I'll bet on myself, take the payday and the title shot. It's worked out for him very nicely. Thank you very much. Yeah. He's now fighting Oliveira after two giant paydays from fighting Connor. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they do something like that to give guys. I mean, but, there's a guy. But here's the thing, right? So, like, you hear stuff like this. What if, what if Dustin Poirier, because he's an employee now, doesn't have the opportunity to go get that payday against Connor? What if they say, no, you're you're the number one contender. You're going to fight Charles Oliveira. Give a guy like Dustin Poirier would obviously opt out, of, in my opinion, would opt out of that. And, and or do they give him the option like the cardio? Or give him the option or for like your first contract, a guy that's coming off the contender series. Hey, we're going to guarantee you for this next year to help you with your training and help you with all this stuff, which they kind of already set that up with the UFC PI if – you want to relocate and go to Vegas. But by the way, you're no longer making 12 and 12. Yeah. You're no longer making 12 and 12. We're going to guarantee you whatever, 75 probably, grand for the year, 100 it's probably, grand. It's probably going to be more like five and five because they're giving them a base. Yeah. Give you the base. Maybe we'll give you a win bonus. Something, something, matter of fact, that might help some of these young up and coming guys. Or they get that base and they don't get a show fee because they the, only get win bonuses. I mean, there's there's guys that, that we know personally that are damn talented fighters that – you know that that could go a long way if you give this guy two or three grand a month to help pay for expenses, well, and, and and obviously the situation is different for everybody. But. Well, let's take a local favorite, Cole Schaefer, that we both know. Yeah, he still has his full time job. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fighting in the winter can get tough for him because he 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 plows roads as part of his job stuff yeah. like that. So things get a little busier. He has to work overtime. Can't train the way he knows that he should as a professional fighter. Yeah, if he had the option to be able to just pay the salary to fight pay their bills like you know what i mean because that's the other side the hard thing is is it's the life of a fighter is currently constructed is not a good life for a family if you're trying oh, to make your career right because either you see a lot of it on like you watch it on like the, the ultimate fighter when they do like the at home videos why they're trying to make it their girlfriend or wife is the one that's out earning the money and they're like the stay-at-home dad or whatever and have to take their kids to the gym with them or yeah figure things out that way um having an actual like contract so all they had to worry about so they're fan you know it's just it, it, it's it, it's really hard so then you get these fighters that are super talented they don't feel comfortable getting into serious relationships starting a family things like that because they can't provide for them the way that they're they feel like that they need to i mean there's no right or wrong i have no judgment people do it either way it's just hard yeah 
It's a, uh, I think what people miss with this stuff too is the UFC, the, the UFC and the, the, the MMA just in general, it's still a fairly new sport. Like there's going to be some growing pains with this, the pay structures and, and the different leagues coming in. But, but now you're starting to see options. There are, there are options for these guys now. They don't have to go to the UFC. I mean, that's still the standard, but there's guys in the PFL making a great living. There's guys in Bellator making a great living. There's guys in one making a great living. Oh, speaking of one, did you see? <gasps> Not to, sorry to distract. I can't believe I missed right? that. But Demetrius Johnson, Rod Tank. What? Sign me all the way up. Sign me up. And it's alternating MMA Muay Thai rounds. Which is weird. I Why like can't that. we do more of that stuff? I love that. I love what one's doing. I love what one is doing. Well, commissions are a lot more. I don't know if they have a commission over there, do they? I don't know. But like they, they allow them to do like. Uh, you have two guys, high level athletes that are agreeing to do this. Let them do it. What happens in that fight? <laughs> Demetrius should probably try and submit him. Try to take him down and just submit him. MMA rounds. If he submits him, do they get to go another round and do no. stand up Muay Thai? No. no. No, fight's over. That's kind of not fair, though. Is it? Well, I guess it is because if Rod Tang knocks him out, which I don't think would happen, but let's just say he knocks him out. We got knocked down his last fight. Yeah. You know what made that so cool was he was the one advocating for the knees, and he gets caught with it. Well, he was one of the ones that said, hey, that that should be lead. They should be. It should be. Yeah. And and you know what? He owned it after. He's like, yeah, Yeah. it was a clean shot. It was a clean shot. Good for him. It is, man, that's another thing about MMA that's so arbitrary and it's so weird for me to wrap my head around. Some things are okay, but some things aren't because they're too violent. It's like, bro, we're, we're knocking each other out. We Didn't we talk about it last week? You can literally elbow, elbow somebody in the head yeah. and split their head open. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, just take, just take your fingers and just grind it on your elbow. And it's like, and now imagine somebody putting, you know, like me, like 180 pounds of force behind that and it's like that's legal that's okay i could probably split your skull in half yeah well i couldn't but like a professional fighter could you know you get your skull split from something like that but hey don't stomp on his knee don't knee him in the head on the day i just it's it seems like the people making these decisions are kind of like our politicians these days they don't really It's the guys making rules in college football that never played that football. never played college football. It's like, how are you going to make a rule in fighting if you've never fought before? Shouldn't I, the guys that are actually in the cage be making the, the rules? Like, I, if they're all okay with it, right? Or if you go into a fight and you say, hey, Zach, you know what? Don't do that freaking kick to my knee. Like, let's just put that in the contract. None of those. Then oh, don't I, do it. Dude, I've always said that. That's the one thing that they should actually, I think, open up a little bit more yeah. to is like the let the fighters or the managers negotiate what's allowed and not, including performing and enhancing drugs. Hey, I like it. I want testosterone levels up to a thousand. You cool with that? Yeah. I'm cool with you're it. Like, you I know want, I'm cool with you're it. like, I want testosterone levels up to 2,800. Yeah, just, put, just put me on, put me on all give me, the gas. Give me the VTOR. Give me the VTOR. Uh, you know, or something like that. Like, I, want, I want to take a little D yeah. before 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 i walk out he's like cool I'll, I'll be on i'll be on adderall i don't know whatever just let him hurry say hey you know what no knee stomps gentleman's agreement no knee stomps cool no knee stomps i don't think most fighters would care if they knew but going daniel, in daniel cormier said something interesting he's like it's our job to learn how to defend it correctly yeah you know what also sucks neck cranks yeah you break their jaw 
We talked about it the other day at the gym. People talk about like, oh, Connor tapped to Khabib. It's like, yeah, bro, he's going to break his jaw in the next probably three to five seconds. Yeah, yeah he's tapping. Yeah. He didn't have to be under the chin. He's just going to break his jaw. We're talking about all these violent things, but it's like, ah, yeah. he's too dangerous. Can't do that one, though. It's fine. Yeah. Hey, that was our soapbox for 20 minutes. That was fun. There you go. Should we break down this card? Yeah. But um, anyways, I'll be really interested to see what the the World Fight League has to offer. They said by 2023, um, I, I think it's going to flop. Remember when the XFL was going to be like the new thing in football in America? Yeah. I, I think it's going to last about a year or two. And if, and it, then, and if it doesn't? Competition's good. Great. Like I think actually the PFL is doing a better job than Bellator of trying to rise to be actual competition for the UFC. PFL is putting putting it together. They they have a good and competition is good. good. It makes everybody get better. And if they're if people can offer a business venture that's yeah. or a, a business model that works, it will eventually force the UFC to pay their fighters more money. I think people like that um, that tournament style structure. I freaking love. I it. I think they love it. I do too. Because you don't really. Nobody really knows the fighters in the PFL. Obviously, we do. We know Clay Collar. We know Anthony Pettis. We know some of these guys, but they don't really have these like big names. Kayla Harrison, I guess. Um, she was only big like this year. Yeah, but they, that tournament style is. I like it. I love it. it keeps me entertained. It keeps me watching. Um. All right. Should we break down this card? Yeah. Is your ADD taking over? No, Jorge Masvidal is just tweeting it. Uh, Jake Paul. You, well, let's go, go back. Rewind. Let's go back to our soapbox again. Why is Leon Edwards not fighting Jorge? You get pieced up backstage in London. Your home country. Your home country. And you don't want to fight this guy? Not only that. I, okay. Jorge gets knocked out. He got knocked out of his last fight, right? Like, we, we know. Five the pound for pound best fighter in the world. But I guarantee you, if you put Jorge on a pay-per-view and you put Usman on the pay-per-view, Jorge's getting more buys. Yeah. Don't you think? Jorge. Maybe. It's probably closer now than it was a year ago. I don't think so, dude. I still think Jorge's. I think Connor's the biggest draw in the UFC still, which is weird. I um, think that's slowly coming down now. I think it's coming down, but I think Jorge's number two. And I think the Diaz brothers are right behind him in three, four. Oh, yeah. I agree. By the way, Nick Diaz will sell more pay-per-views than anybody else on that stacked card. It's crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler, one of the best fights that we've ever seen 12 years ago. And that's going to be that's going to be the talk of the, the week. Something tells me Leon is not going to be fighting for a title. Guess what number Leon is on the most watched list? How many fighters are there in the UFC? Yeah, I mean, he's down. He's not even in the top 100. He's not even the top hundred. I want to see him fight because I, I he's great. I like him. He's, he's really good, good. But I'm not. You know, if my wife wants to go out to dinner that night. We're going out to dinner and eating, and I'm not, I'm not watching that fight. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> he's not one of those guys where I'm like, babe, we got to watch this fight. We have to watch this fight. She. Oh. So we went. Funny story. So we last Saturday. I'm, I'm like, I come out of the room. It's it's dinner time. I'm like, hey, babe, let's go out to dinner. And she's like. There's no fights tonight, is there? <laughs> yeah. I'm not even talking about hey, mine. Hey, you just, en- just enjoy the damn dinner, woman. 
Wow. Just sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> wow. I am sleeping on the couch tonight. Luckily, she doesn't watch the podcast like Hillary does. Oh, I'm sure Hillary's texting her, though. So okay. I'll hear about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> great. That's great. Oh, man. Okay. This is crazy. What are you doing here, bro? Um, let's break this down. All right. Let's do it. UFC Vegas 37. First fight of the night. We have Emily Whitmire against Hannah Goldie. Whitmire is four and four. She stands five foot five with a 63-inch reach. Hannah 24K Goldie is five and two. She stands five foot four with a 61-inch reach. Who do you like? Um, well, I'm gonna stick with my um Usually on these coin flip fights, I usually like to go with the underdog. So I'm taking the plus money, and I'm going to go with Goldie on this one. Is she plus money? Yes, she is. Cool. Because I'm on Goldie, too. And a uh, little uh, preview is uh, – Let me just double-check the updated odds. She might yep. be on a DraftKings lineup later. Yeah, I like I like Goldie a lot. I, she's – Quick turnaround too for her because she just One, fought. But she she fought at a, a month weight, ago. Yeah, in the lower weight class, she fought at one fifteen, and this is at one twenty five. I like her better at one twenty five. I think she depleted herself quite a bit at, to get down to one fifteen. I mean, yeah, she. I mean, dude, she, she's yoked. She's a big ball of muscle, and and I think her power and athleticism and kind of her pit bull mentality of coming forward. I, I think that gives Emily Whitmire problems, and I think she gets handed her walking papers. And drops to four and five after this fight, unfortunately. I concur. I'll take the dog money all day long. Next up. Uh, what do we got next up? Next up in the bantamweight division, we have Gustavo Lopez versus Heli Alatane. Alatane, the Mongolian knight. Do you think he's related to Genghis Khan? Gotta be. I think he is. Gotta be. What's the percentage of people that's like, there's it's like wild. a certain percentage so of people dumb. that have his DNA in him. Crazy. It's so crazy. Uh, Gustavo Lopez is 12 and six. He is five foot five with a 67 inch reach. And Alatang is 14, eight and one. He stands five foot five with a 66 and a half inch reach. I think we're both pretty much on agreement with this one. Gustavo Lopez trains out of Extreme Couture. Um, you and I actually got to watch him train with Aleko Met a couple him. weeks ago. Got, got to meet to him. him. He talked. Super nice to us, and we're all in on Gustavo Lopez, baby. Yeah, I not only all in on. Uh, if you look at his quality of competition, like in, in what he, the successes he was able to have against Adrian Yanez, great that, fight with Adrian. Yanez. That was the fight to me that goes okay because dude, he hung with Yanez about as good as anybody has. He even his even that short notice fight he took with Marab, it went to it went to a decision. Yeah, that's a yeah, short notice fight. He had to cut a ton of weight. We, we actually talked about that with him. He rear naked chose Burchard, which is a good win. I, I, I mean, not just because we we got to meet the guy, but I was on I was on him anyways. Yeah. Now we just need to get him on the podcast. Now we just need to get him on the podcast. Gustavo, Goose, after this big win, come on to the podcast. Come on the podcast. All right. Next up. We are two for two in agreement so far. In the welterweight division, we have Impa Impa Casaglia against Carlston Harris. Impa is nine and one. He stands five foot eleven with a seventy-five inch reach. Harris is sixteen and four. 
He stands six foot tall with a 76 inch reach. Man, he is a uh, he's a pretty big one, 170. He's about as tall as you, right? Who? That's you. That's your height. 5'11, six foot. Yeah. 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 They're both. I mean, I, I yeah. I, I like Impa in this fight. Um, I know on these coin flips, we kind of tend to go with the underdog, but I actually think Impa has is superior on the ground. He gets his fight on the ground. I, th I think uh, Harris is in a big world of trouble, and I think Impa's good enough on the feet that he can have some success there too, but I think that's where it's more of a even match. Um, I think Impa gets his fight to the ground and um, either controls him, submits him, or ground and pounds him. I like Impa on this one too. I like that he's over at Sanford MMA. He's the younger fighter. Um, yeah, I think he gets it done. I think you might even see a finish in this fight too. Yeah. Um, next up in... I'm just going to move this over here. What am I doing? Sorry, I'm putting my laptop on my lap. I'm so used to doing this from the house, and I got 18 screens in front of me. Do you have 18? Do I have what? Do you have 18? 18. 18 screens. No, I have three. Okay. I just really wanted to emphasize that I have a lot of screens. Okay. <laughs> Next up in the women's flyweight division, we have Aaron Blanchfield against Sarah Alpar. Cold blooded is six and one. She stands five foot four with a 68 inch reach. Too sweet, nine and five. She stands five foot four with a 63 inch reach. A lot of hype on Blanchfield. Cold blooded all day. There's a reason why she's minus 400. She's, she's supposed to be like the next, like, next star, next female fighter that's going to, you know, be a big name. We've seen a couple of those hype, hype trains kind of shut down lately with the females. I feel people are a little too eager to get behind some of those. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a good spot for Aaron Blanchfield. Um, never been really super impressed with Sarah Alpar. And, uh, yeah, I am. I, I, I think that Aaron Blanchfield, I think she will trip up here soon in the UFC, but not this one. From a betting standpoint, oh, I'm I'm not not I don't like the odds. I'm not touching you. But for me picking the fight, I'm on Blanchfield on this one. I, you know, I was we were talking about it before we went live. I I really liked the inside of the distance at plus money when I saw it. But then when I watched the face-offs, Par's pretty big. She looks pretty strong. I just I don't see her getting finished. So, but the pick is Blanchfield, 100%. Next up in the bantamweight division, we got Montel Jackson against JP Bays. Did I say his name right? Base, right? B base. Base. Yeah, I keep messing that up. Jackson is 10 and 2. He stands 5 foot 10 with a 75 and a half inch reach. Bays is 9 and 3. He stands 5 foot 5 with a 67 inch reach. The young savage. Montel Quick's a big freaking bantamweight, man. Mont Montel smokes him. Smokes him. Smokes him. Smokes him. Sorry, JP. I like you. Your wife, like I'm a fan of you guys. Like I think it'd be great if you guys like had success together, and that'd be a really cool story. But not tonight, homeboy. Dude, I don't even know what the matchmakers are doing with this one. This of, is kind of a lopsided. This is like on different trajectories and everything. Like I don't get it. Yeah, they're kind of doing base a little dirty on this. Doing one, it dirty. They're doing him dirty. The pick is Montel Jackson in this one all day, and he may even get the finish. All right. Oh, yeah. Next up. We have Zhu Rong against Brandon Jenkins in the lightweight division. Rong is 17 and four. He stands five foot nine with a 71 inch reach. Jenkins, the human highlight reel, 15 and seven. He stands six foot tall with a 72 inch reach. 
Jenkins coming in as a uh, short notice, right? For your boy, Dakota Bush. For Dakota Harry Bush. The best fight name in the it game. It is not the best fight name in the game. What's the best fight Andre Touchy Feely. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm not going to argue that. Who's the better fighter? Touchy Feely. Touchy Feely. All day, every day. Um, what's up, Jackson? Betty Miss Wade. <laughs> Oh, he's just he's rambling. He's just Jackson being Jackson. Jackson. Jackson with the Hershey syrup thing going into the gym. Great video, Jackson. He does a lot of good videos. Yeah. Um, Anybody you want a good, good time? Go follow Jackson Hoops. So everybody, I hope he gets bombarded with Fred requests. Yeah, he'll be so angry. <laughs> um, no, I actually like Brandon Jenkins as the underdog in this fight. Plus two forty, little upset alert, dog alert, short notice fight. I don't hate it. I really don't hate it at all. I think Zhu Wang is getting a little bit too, too much love. He's getting a lot of – do you think it's because he's only had one fight in the UFC? He lost his last fight. Yep. Yeah, he lost his first fight. Brandon Jenkins coming off of a PFL win off of a flying knee. Brandon Jenkins. If you if you're a betting man, I don't know how you can't take take a shot at those odds. I, I, I got I got a, I got a little on Jenkins here. Nate. I want to disagree. I really want to disagree with you, but I I, I can't. Well, I thought we were going to disagree, bro. Not yet. Yeah. Probably not. Maybe for, if you're doing it like sports betting purposes, like half a unit on it, just like just a, yeah, just a little. Bro, you got to you got to sprinkle a little. Just on a little. That. You got to sprinkle a little on Jenkins, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, All right, we're still in the prelims. Next up in the bantamweight. Penny Kianzad against Raquel Pennington. Penny is 15 and 5. She stands 5 foot 7 with a 66 inch reach. Pennington 11 and 8. She stands 5 foot 7 with a 67 and a half inch reach. Um, I think we were both in agreement on this one too. Man, I actually so I'm a big fan of Penny. Like I like I like her fighting style. She's tough. Uh, she has a she has nice boxing. Um, she's strong. Uh, for the weight class, uh, you know, she, she has a big frame, which, you know, isn't really usually a good compliment for females. But for female fighters, it's a great compliment. Um, durable uh, and, uh, and real technical boxing. She has a beautiful jab. Um, the one thing I was looking at is I was like, man, Pennington, like, might be a little bit better version of Penny of what Penny likes to do. You know, she gets in those brawls. But then I, I, I look at it and go – is there a chance she's getting to the end of the road? I, I when I first saw this matchup, I like Panny because of just because of that. I think yeah, the trajectory. I think one's kind of on the way up. Yeah, she's on a four fight win streak. Panny Panny is. Yeah, and the and at that at the uh, at that bantamweight division, how many women have rattled off four straight wins? I, I I don't know any right off the top of my head. Well, I think people lose on purpose because nobody wants to fight a man. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to fight me. I love it. Um, time out real quick. Did you hear, uh, Juliana Pena go off on Nunez and saying that she faked COVID to not fight her? She's <laughs> no, go Stop listen it. to her on Ariel. It's great. Stop it. It's great. She, I think she actually believes it. So good for her. <laughs> but, Does anybody even listen to Ariel? Show? Excuse me. No, he's a weenie. Uh, for the record, I think he's Ariel's a weenie. So, um, no, I'm, I'm on Panty too. And you get a little plus money there. I don't hate it. That's another underdog. Um, yeah, I'm all. She's. I, I like Penny in this one too. Um, next up, this is the last fight on the prelims. Tafan Chukwi 
against Mike Rodriguez. Tafan is sporting a five and one record. He is six foot tall with a 77 inch reach. Mike Slow Rodriguez. That's a weird nickname. Slow. Would you want your nickname to your fight name to be slow? Uh, no. Hey, before we continue breaking this down, can we do a poll on your walkout song? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm I want to pick it. I want to pick it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not leaving, leaving my walkout song to you guys. We need, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to save energy, get you a little calmer, stay in the moment. You ever watch Anger Management? No. You ever watch that movie with Adam Sandler? And Jeff? It's been a long time. But my God! Oh, Hunter picks as well. Okay, I can't go against Hunter. Yeah. I'll just I'll just call Hillary and tell her what to tell Hunter. I get some great walkouts on dude. I'm, you're gonna get everybody fired up. Just saying. You wanted me to walk out to Sweet Caroline. That would have been fun. People like it. It's the stupidest song in the world, but people love it. The Everybody loves up, it. The buildup. I'd have to be behind that curtain. My song playing for about 50 seconds. Dude, people talk. get the whole crowd would be singing. It'd be going nuts. I'm, not I'm all about the fans, bro. I'm all about the fans. Yeah, well, I usually am, except when I'm fighting, then it's about me. <laughs> it's true. You're the one getting the punch in the face. I'm yeah, just out there cheering. I'll, I'll tell you what, Jason. <laughs> you take a fight and you can walk out to and whatever can... you want, bro. You can walk out to whatever you want. You can walk out to Sweet Caroline. You can walk out to Boys to Men. You could walk out to some. You know what? I could. I, I see you like walking out to Shakira. Uh, you know, something like that. Do the little hip hips. Thing. Hips don't lie. Yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Hmm. We'll think on that. We'll think, we'll think on that. <laughs> Maybe Hunter can come on the podcast. And pick your and then help pick. Yes, the walkout that's song. what we're gonna do. Hunter is gonna come on and pick Zach's walkout song. Um, Mike Slow Rodriguez is eleven and six. He stands six foot four with an eighty-two and a half inch reach. So Rodriguez, he's the bigger, he's the bigger fighter. A little bit older, got about a five and a half inch reach advantage, and about four inches taller. What do you like in this one? So you almost had me talked into Rodriguez. Yeah, what happened? What it? I went and looked at it, and he kind of he kind of gets finished a lot. But does he really? Does the, does the Ed Herman one count? Because that's a win. He won that fight. That was bullshit. <laughs> that was some BS. That was some BS. But Vanilla Marquez wasn't. Daniel Jung wasn't. You know, Devin Clark. I mean, he just I, – I, he's, he's a 500 fighter. Like, that's what he is. And Tafan, I know he has the more experience. Um, so, um, Tafan is – I just think he's a powerhouse, and he, I think he knocks him out. I am going to agree again. I really? Was, I thought you were on Mike Ruddy. Hell yeah, Jason. Yeah. If I wouldn't have watched um, weigh-ins, the weigh-ins, and I was like, Tafan's oh, ginormous, just ginormous dude. man. I think if he just could you imagine him, getting punched by that no, guy? No, I don't want to get punched. Forget that all that. I don't want to get punched at all. Um. Next up, main card, middleweight division. You got Joaquin Buckley against Antonio Arroyo. Buckley is 12 and 4. He stands 5 foot 10 with a 76 inch reach. Arroyo, 9 and 4. He stands 6 foot 3 with a 73 and a half inch reach. Buckley coming off a loss. They're both coming off the losses. Dude, Arroyo lost to Duran Wynn. I'm all in on Buckley. Bet the house on Buckley. Arroyo lost to Duran Wynn. I know. Mini DC. I know. 
Hey, remember Arroyo fought and fierce in Tooele. Oh, that's right. I I guess. And I would love to go with them on that. But I remember him too. I remember I talked so much about like, you can't lose to this guy. He's basically a midget. No disrespect to Duran Wynn because wrestler, you know, he's wrestling coach with DC. Like, you know, he's tough. He's greedy, good wrestling pedigree. But bro, he's like five, six fighting at 185 pounds. And it's like, bro, what are we doing here? Right? Five, yeah, six, 185. Yeah. Pull it up. Um, it's like, what are we doing? And Arroyo looks like this giant man. Oh, yeah. Six foot three. Six three against five. I think, he's really, I think he's really five eight. He might be five eight. But he looks like he's like five six. He's five six. He is five he's six. He's five six. Okay, so he's five six, 185 pounds. I'm st- dude, he looks like a monster in his topology picture. Dude, he is a monster. Dude, he, he's beating six three giants at 185 pounds. Dude, I like seriously, I'd fight Deron Wynn and I'd be like, I, I wouldn't be af- afraid to fight him. But I mean, he, he probably, I mean, I'm not probably, he 100% beat me. <laughs> He'd just take me down and rag on me, you know? But, uh, but I, the the whole like big brother move where you just stick your hand out on his forehead might work yeah. for a, half a round. You know, like he's five, six, but what are you doing? So guess what? So if he's good enough to beat him, guess what a full size man that's like, you know, six foot can do. Five you know ten. Crazy? I'm all in on Buckley. You know what, man? I, I wasn't that big on Buckley before, but now that but, but about hold it. up, hold up. Cause I'm all in on Buckley too. But Buckley's not a big 185er. No, he's not. He he's actually somebody that I th- he carries a lot of muscle. Yeah, um, but I mean, if you're if you're comparing him to like the the upper echelon guys, like an Izzy, Robert Whitaker, he's not a big he's not a big one eighty five. Well, apparently, you can be a midget at one eighty five and have success. <laughs> sorry, sorry, not midget. Little people, little people, little people. My bad. Don't get us canceled. Oh, Ammon, where's my hoodie? It's coming, Ammon. It's coming. We're getting them printed. I'm bringing it tomorrow. He's gonna be in the fights. Yeah, I'm sure Ammon's going to be at the fight. Matt, Cole. I got it. What size, Ammon? Medium. I got it. Medium? Yeah. Mm. We got you. We got you, Ammon. Don't worry. I didn't forget about you. Yeah, you did. I I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Ammon, I don't know if you saw, but I'm fighting October 23rd. I think I texted you. So. FYI, I'm 5'6". Yeah, but the difference is, Ammon, you're not trying to fight in the UFC at 185 pounds, dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's That's the difference. Next up in the bantamweight division, Nate hey, Dennis. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm clarifying here. I'm clarifying. If you're five six at fighting at 135, 145 pounds, yeah, okay, cool. 185, 185. Do you know who fights at 185 pounds? Is he? He's six four. Yeah, he's ten inches taller. <laughs> oh man, you can't. It's it's because here's the thing. How how tall is Joey Benavides? Probably five six. Like five four, maybe five four, yeah. Right, yeah. You yeah. ever called him a midget? He's proportionate. No, he's to his weight class. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Ammon, you are proportionate for your weight class. That's Absolutely. what he's worth trying Ammon to say. Kills it, dude. dude his videos, dude, his kills freaking it. little kicks he's throwing. Like Ammon's it. got this like style too, where it's kind of like he bounces around, boom, boom, he throws yeah. a jab out there. I like it's it. Nice. It's nice. Um. Anyways, Nate Manis, bandweight division. Nate Manis versus Tony Gravely. Um, <sighs> Manis is 13 and one. He stands five foot 10 with a 72 inch reach. Gravely is 21 and six. He stands five foot five with a 69 inch reach. Um, both guys on a little win streak. Gravely's coming off a two fight win streak and Manis coming off a three fight win streak. And he's won his last two in the UFC. Johnny Munoz Jr. 
And he just beat Luke Sanders nine months ago. What you like in this one? Well, you know, I, I, I mean, we're all, we watched our boy James Lynch's breakdown and we were all in agreement here. Yeah. We can't figure out why Manus is an underdog. Like, what are we missing? It's actually making me pump the brakes on wanting to make it one of my official bets. I am picking Manus because I think he's the better fighter. But what am I, what are we missing here? You know what? Just for the sake of disagreeing on the podcast, I don't want to, um, I wouldn't bet this fight because I think Gravely at minus 220 is way too steep. Um, but I'm going to pick Gravely on the podcast. What? What? Yeah, I'm going to pick Gravely. I'm going to no, pick Gravely. You talk, no, you talked to me into, uh, you, you, you talked me into Manus. I know, but I want to disagree with you. So, so you can't pick Gravely. You have to pick Manus. Just the way it goes, bro. Well, now Manus is off my. <laughs> it's I'm just, picking him. I'm picking him. Like you, just like Vegas just you doesn't just throw out minus no, two twenty odds. You just ruined everything. Vegas does absolutely. They do, they do that. They sometimes. Make, sometimes they whenever do. the Cowboys are favored minus two twenty, they shouldn't be. But not with two guys that have UFC experience or the Raiders. Or the Raiders. I told you the Raiders. By the way, you're a chump. That I was did tell so you the Raiders. stupid, Cody. I told him the Raiders. Cody, you know what? Cody Bunderson in all you Raiders lovers. You know what? That was a great game, though. Uh, okay, it was a great game. I'd still rather be a Lions fan and never win anything than be a Raiders fan and win one stupid game because Lamar Jackson can't hold on to the freaking ball, okay? Oh, man. How about okay. last night? Was it last night? That, that was, was fun. Oh, okay. That was really fun. I'm, I walk out to go take my night meds. Oh, he missed. Right after he missed, and I'm like, fire that guy. And you're like, huh? I didn't realize that there was a penalty and he re-kicked it and he made it until I walked back inside. So, yeah. Oops. Um, for the record, I did say the Giants on that too. I thought they would cover. What? Just saying. You were on the Redskins. Get out of here. But did I not say you flip -flop. I thought the Giants would at least cover the three You flip-flop like a BYU fan flipped to a see. Utah fan after they won the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> oh. Seriously, um, like all my BYU fans. Did I tell you one from? of my clients, her husband plays for BYU? You, you did. You mentioned that. Yeah. I don't think on the podcast, but you did mention, did it. mention it. Yeah. It's just, it's awesome. Maybe I can get some tickets. Get us some tickets, dog. So you're going Manus. Is that where you're going? Yeah. But now I'm rethinking my whole everything. Well, yeah. you got time to think about it because we got four more to do. Okay. I, I don't, I don't think that's a, I don't think as a betting man, I don't think I'm, I'm betting on this fight. Because I think Manus has a – it should be a closer odds is what I'm saying. I don't think Gravely just comes in there and dominates him. See, Cody, Raiders, Raiders. That's what I'm talking about, Cody. I told him. <laughs> you guys have sucked for 20 years. Your stadium's cooler than your team. <laughs> and um, – hmm. Oh man, I love it. I really hate this. All right, so much. We I can't wait for the Broncos. Cody, what bet do you want to make for the broader um Broncos Raiders game? What bet? Broncos Raiders. Hey, I went to a Broncos Raider game, Sunday night game. That's pretty cool. Freaking amazing. Hey, I'll tell you what. Loser, Broncos win. You have to be one of the ring girls for the next fierce fight. Oh, 
Just for one fight. Hey, but wait, does he have to wear the bikini like mm-hmm. like Anna and Jackie do? Sure. Just prance around in there in a little bikini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see Cody as the ring girl. <laughs> Actually, for a female fight. So for a certain specific female fight that we know is going to be on the next Fierce card, you get to be the ring boy in a Speedo. Is the game before that? I don't know, but that sounds fun. I like that. <laughs> sounds like I like game. this. I like where this is going. You see, we check the schedule. How many promoters get in there in a thong and put hold up the? I said speed, not a thong. Oh, okay, but if Cody, if you want to take it to you a thong, it's your show. You do whatever you want, bro. <laughs> don't threaten me. And I'll tell you what: if the Raiders beat the Broncos, if if the Raiders beat the Broncos, Jason will be the ring boy for the next one in a thong. Why did I get thrown into this? I'm not you're like, on you're, I thought I thought we were friends. I thought we were. I thought we were co-hosts in this. This is on you. This is Whatever. your bet. No. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, all right. We'll start with the next part. <laughs> um, things got weird fast. In the lightweight division, Christos Giagos against Armand Sharukian. Broncos Raiders, the weekend before the fierce fights. Oh, man. It's going down. It's going down. Um. For two weekends. Dude, I don't even know how to pronounce this uh, Armand's Sharukian's fight name. He wins. How he wins. He, he wins. wins. Does the Spartan have a chance? Yeah, I actually think he does. I think the odds are kind of ridiculous. Plus 550? That's dumb. You got to. Just a little bit. I mean. Throw a half a unit on it. Half Anything. It, crazier stuff has happened. Crazier stuff has happened. But I think Armand wins. I agree. I'm just not betting that much. I agree. Next up in the flyweight division, Manda Baum against Ariane Lipsky. Monster is seven and zero. Oh. She stands five foot six with a seventy inch reach. Lipsky, queen of violence, is thirteen and seven. She stands five foot six with a sixty seven inch reach. And if I'm not mistaken, Lipsky is now over at ATT and not Kings MMA. Yeah, correct. Per um, James Lynch. James Lynch's podcast. Great information on there. So you got Bomb coming in here, um, making her UFC debut against Lipsky, who has – she's kind of fought everybody. Well, yeah, and she's kind of underperformed her last two fights she's against Shevchenko and um, – De La Rosa. De La Rosa. And she got outclassed on her feet. So – I think I think you're going to see her go to the ground. I, I would say Lipsky by. How about Lipsky by submission? What do you think about that? She does have a wicked submission game. Bomb. I, I like Lipsky, but don't be surprised if if this is this is a good fight. Like Bomb's legit. She got a win on Bellator about a year ago. 11 months off. 11 months off. Lipsky's pretty active. I like the, I like the experience with Lipsky. Um, and, yeah, I'm taking the queen of violence to be to bring the violence. Yeah, I, I, I think her experience level is just going to be a little bit too much in this fight. Next up, co-main event. Scrambling on draft. Ian Kutalaba with the best face-offs in UFC history. One of the best. I think Sean O'Connell. Clearly takes the cake on the face-offs. Oh, yeah. But Kutalaba is right up there. Against Devin Clark, Kutalaba, the Hulk, 15-6-1. and one. 
He stands six foot one with a 75 inch reach. Devin Clark, brown bear, 12 and five. He stands six foot tall with a 75 inch reach. These guys are pretty much dead even. Um, Kutalaba, slight favorite at minus 150. Devin Clark coming in the comeback is plus 130. I'm kind of going back and forth on this one. What do you like on this one? Do you like Kutalaba to get this done or do you like Brown Bear? I like the Berserker, dude. Uh, he He's so crazy. He looked at the weigh-ins like he was having fun with it. He did sprinkled the little, you know, salty, whatever. And, and then it's his eyes, dude. He just flips the switch. So we saw him. At Extreme Couture. Yeah. He's the only person that I had zero desire to approach there. Yeah. I mean, he looks terrifying all the time. No, I mean, he was trying to beat up the Aerodyne bike while he was doing it. He's just aggressive with everything. I like Ian Kutalaba. I think he's intense. He's a berserker. Um, he gets a little bit uh, sloppy sometimes. Maybe that's not the right word, but he just he does. He but, gets a little yeah, he but he overcommits you know, and, to some stuff. And Devin Clark, I just I don't know if Devin Clark can match that type of aggression and match that type of uh power that, that Kutalaba brings. Um I I mean Devin Clark got ragdolled in his last fight with Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith did. And then Alonzo Menfield gassed out, Daquan Townsend, I don't even believe he's in the UFC anymore. I think he got cut, yeah. Got submitted by Ryan Spam. Um, I just, I he just, you know, he's beaten some okay guys, but loses to anybody that's really good. I don't know if Kutalaba is really good. It's weird. It, it, it's kind of a weird fight. I could see it going either way. I'm not all in on Kutalaba, but I'm not putting a bet on it, but I'm picking Kutalaba. I am going to agree. Um, I'm going to echo everything you just said, but I would caution because I, I think, I think it could go either way. I'm going to lean Kutalaba, but I wouldn't be surprised if Devin Clark comes out and catches him with something. Catches. Catches. Main event, Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. Anthony Lionheart Smith, he is 35 and 16, stands six foot four with a 76-inch reach. Ryan Superman Spann, 19 and 6. He stands six foot five with an 81 and a half inch reach. 81 and a half inches. It's a big dude. That's a big dude. I don't even care. So I just started recently working with a guy that just moved here from New Zealand not too long ago. And he is about six foot five, but he's 312 pounds. It's got to be the biggest human I've ever seen in my life. He's a boxer. Boxer. Yeah. Oh, battery's running low. Oh, hey, we better uh, plug this bad boy in. Yeah. Zach's going to go get his plug before we run out of juice here. Anyways, I started working with this new boxer. Trains down to Wasatch Combat. He's going to be boxing. Watch out for this guy. He's going to be legit. Um, Anthony Smith, uh, Ryan Spann. I kind of went back and forth on this one, but I'm a huge Anthony Smith fan. I think there's just too much experience in this fight. Um, I've heard a couple people talk. I mean, Ryan Spann can crack. I could see him catching him, but when was the last time Anthony Smith has been finished? Answer is forever ago. Uh, John Jones couldn't put him out. Uh, Alexander Rackett couldn't put him out. Glover Tixera finished him in the fifth round. Um, John Jones couldn't finish him. I just said that. Uh, Chago Sanchez finished him in the second round. That was three years ago. He's not getting finished, and I think that's Ryan Spann's path to victory. I am all over Anthony Smith. I all wins, over. I think he wins, and I think he makes it look easy. 
How about that? Let's. You think he looks easy? So you like? You're gonna. You're gonna say he makes it look easy. I think he makes it look easy, Jason. Well, according to Vegas, fight goes to decision is plus two fifteen. They're thinking this fight ends. Yeah, I think Anthony Smith finishes him in the third or fourth round. This is Ryan Spann's first main five round main event fight. Yeah, too. yeah. He's never been five rounds before, so I, I, I love Lionheart's experience. The only way he loses is if he gets caught in the first or second round. Uh, how about that? How about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I just it's it, for me, it's yeah. I, I don't think Ryan Smith brings enough weapons or tools or anything. I mean, people, I, I think you underestimate, or Pete, not you, but people underestimate Anthony Smith's experience level. Look at who he's fought. Yeah. I mean, everybody. The guy's got 51 professional fights. He's fought everybody. Yeah. I'm, it, it never ceases to amaze me how many people – I see like who they fought in the regional circuit and Anthony Smith even pops in. He fought in the regional circuit forever. Yeah. He's been in the UFC forever. He's fought in anybody and everybody. I um I there's you, you can't tell me Ryan Span is gonna do anything or has something for him that he's not prepared for. If he has an off night, he has an off night. Yeah. I but I didn't like the way Span looked at the, at the face-offs. I mean, I, I know he was, he was a little too nonchalant for me. I, I just And I did not like the way that he looked at face-offs, but I love the way Anthony Span I love the way, yeah, the little head nod. Just, but just, just Ryan Span, okay, I get it if you don't want to look at your opponent. Like, I get that. But then then after they, they split up and kind of how he walked off, it's just kind of maybe a little too relaxed for me. Now, let's just put it that way. Well, maybe I'm reading into it, but guess what? It's my podcast, and that's what I do, so. It's fair. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just – and I'm a big fan of Anthony Smith, so. All right, we're both on Anthony Smith. So, what are your what, what are your bets? What, what do you like for this card? Like, the, you're, you're, you're throwing down on. I really like Panny Kianzed. Plus 105, K. I like the plus 105. Yep. I like Hannah Goldie at plus money. Yep, that's one unit for me as well. Panny, Panny's half a unit for me. Goldie's one unit. I like Gustavo Lopez. Yep, I like Gustavo Lopez. Maybe one and a half units. Um, I haven't quite. I, I'm. I was leaning really heavy until I saw the faceoffs on the Blanchfield Alpar fight not going the distance, and I still may throw that in there. Um, but I haven't think other my underdog pick. Which I think we're both in agreement on is Brandon Jenkins. So yeah, I'm half I'm half a unit on Jenkins and Panny, and then Impa, Gustavo Lopez, Goldie. Lopez is probably the best value on the whole card. I think. I, I think love Lopez. I think he's a plus. He's he's plus like 105 to one ten. Yeah, he was. And uh, and I think I actually think he's the better fighter here. So, um, Penny, very similar situation. Well, what would a what would a penny on Best Buy odds? Lopez is plus one twelve. To me, that's just. I, I mean, I, obviously anything can happen, but I, I'm all over that. All over it. Mm -hmm. Was that it? I think that's it for my. Yeah. Yep, that's what I'm on. I like Lipsky. Lipsky's another another one. But what's she, her, she's heavy favorite. She's right? no, not really. Minus one twenty four. Come back is plus one hundred six. I, I I actually like Lipsky in this one. 
that's not bad. Um, let me see what odds are. Goes the distance too heavy. Lipsky by K. What's Lipsky by submission? Plus 1,000. Isn't she the one that did the nasty knee bar? The nasty knee bar. Lipsky by one. submission at plus 1,000. Hmm. That's, that's a nice one. Hmm. I don't hate it. All right. How's this for a DraftKings lineup? DraftKings. We're going to do DraftKings, and guess what? I'm how probably not, not going to put it in. Like how I do are we every not week. sponsored by them yet? I don't know. We should be. So I am starting it off with Montel Jackson. Okay. He's a lock. I like it. He's winning this fight. Yeah. Sorry, JP. Uh, next, I'm throwing Impa in. Okay. I don't hate it. Then we're going Gus Lopez. Yes. Hannah Goldie. Okay. Anthony Smith. Okay. Manis. That all fits into your budget perfectly. Surgical, as our boy Trent would say from Book It. Surgical. Surgical. What is Armand? Too much money? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you get rid of Armand. He's the most expensive guy on the board. Uh, let's see. What if you did put Armand in and Jenkins? What's Jenkins? Oh. Now I'm making him think. So who are you taking away? Who are you taking away? What Impa? if you take away Ma Impa or Manus? So if you took away Impa. Actually, I really like Impa, though, too. So if you took Impa and took in. I can't even say his name. Armand? Just call him Armand. Armand. Okay. And then we take out Manus. No, nope, it's not enough. All right. Now I like what you got. Jenkins is 6,700. So he's really, really cheap, actually. Man, I kind of now I'm kind of thinking we got to weasel Jenkins in there. Okay. I mean, maybe wrong starts with him, but I oh, okay, 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 okay. I got, it. I got it, I got it, I got it. No, man, this is still a move. Okay. I don't hate it. No, you ready for this? Yeah. Manus still fits in there. I don't think Gravely finishes Manus. I don't think so either. So that's a big thing for me. Is if I'm going to pick an underdog, I need you to pick somebody to that can at least get some get points where it goes to the distance, right? Okay. So if you you can or so you can go do the one that I just suggested, or you can go Armin, Anthony Smith, Montel Jackson, Lopez, Manis, Jenkins. I like it. Do whatever you like. It's your money. No, I like it. I like that actually. Do whatever you'd like. It's your money. Hey, if you're not doing anything tomorrow night, Steel Fist Fight Night. If you can't make Come it live, or tune in, tune in and hear our voices again, again. Uh, shout out to all my teammates that are gonna be fighting. Yeah, you got a call, uh, guys. Uh, honorary teammate in Fiji. I'm calling Fiji, him. My, he's I'm your honorary him, teammate. Yeah, I'm calling him honorary teammate. Uh, you know, Fiji's my guy. I'm just happy that Cole Faust isn't fighting another Marine. Just saying. And just knock out a dude in Vegas. <laughs> Maybe he's a Marine too. I hope he's not, but he's not. He for right. sure isn't. Okay, good. All right. Um, Cole Faust, I'm glad you're not fighting a Marine this time. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah. Cole's, Cole's, Cole's fighting. So for people that don't understand this, everybody saw the title, the, the poster switch and everything. It got switched because he's fighting a guy that I've heard 0-0 and I've heard 1-0. Okay. Or he's had one fight. I don't even know if he won, but I've heard, I've heard both. Maybe, maybe Ryan can tune in on that um and people are like oh you know call you know he, he looks a little out of shape cole's gonna kill him this and that agreed 
He looks out of shape, and I think Cole's going to kill him. I think Cole's going to kill everybody. I think Cole, Cole's pound for pound the best fighter, amateur fighter in Utah, hands down, and I don't even think it's close. Okay. Kai Stewart, if you're listening. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Kai. He's a, he's a bare knuckle guy now. Yeah, I, I know. Just Kai always likes to beat the Utah guys. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so, you know, all that being said, but holy crap. How You got to give respect to this kid. Got to give him Because guess what? They called a lot of people in Utah, and nobody wanted that fight. Yeah. I hey mad short notice this kid. And this kid's like, yep, I'll do it. I mean no fights, one fight, whatever. You're like, yeah, I'll go fight your I'll go fight your champ at a catch weight of 160 pounds on a week's notice. I think that dude is now all of a sudden that dude backed out, so he's fighting some dude at 170. Oh what is happening? You know what? Anybody who'll step in and fight Cole on this short of notice, Zach will step in. I'm not fighting Cole. Dude, I fight him twice a week, and I What's know up, exactly how it goes. Excited for you guys' fight tomorrow it's night. It's going to be fight of the oh, night. It's, it's the be. one I'm the most excited yeah. for. I was just telling somebody uh, yesterday about it. I'm like, dude, that is the f- – tune into that fight. Zeke and Fiji is going to be a banger. Then again, although it's Brazilian, and who knows what You said. could have lost some things in translation there. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. that very, very well could be. Um, I tease him all the time that he needs a translator for the for – for his translating like he's yeah I, I like to tease Aldo with that although your English is great if you're listening I know he doesn't because he got kicked off Facebook <laughs> um he's on TikTok though he, is on he TikTok. sends me TikToks all the time send, send Aldo your TikTok and he'll send you TikToks constantly just I hope you have thick skin let's just put it that way whatever it's great he said oh they're fighting at 170 so Cole's fighting at 170 is that what you're saying Ammon that's your weight, Zach. Fill in, bro. Help your teammate no, out. Already fighting. They already <laughs> so I don't think we're going to be at the weigh-ins today. No, I got to train. I gotta, we'll I, see you tomorrow. I got a fight to train for now. Zeke, we're both going to be commentating from your fights tomorrow night. So I'm excited for your walkout because I know the flag you're going to be repping when you walk out. Simplify. What? He's going to have the Marine Corps flag. You sure? I'm positive. He's walking out with the Marine Corps flag. Are you positive? Is you're walking out with the Marine Corps flag. What, what he always does. He walked. He always has it. Oh, Look at his does? pictures. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. He's walking out. I thought maybe 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 United States. We could all be united. He's walking out with the Marine Corps. Flag. <laughs> I We're not isn't very united. united right now. It could be. Yep. See. Boom. Yes. Boom. Fiji said he was going to do a nice thing too. If he won, he he said he he had a little thing he had scripted out. He was going to do for his post fight thing. I won't say what it is, but we'll let him do it. So 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 depending. So we got to We have to figure out who does the post fight interviews too. Do you even think about that? No. Is that us? Yeah. It's the commentary Man. team that does that. I do. I I'll, I'll jump in there and do I it. I know you will. Yeah, I'll so do you, it. You have to. Yeah, I'll do it. I don't mind doing it. That's have to, you have to. But I get the one hit guys. I didn't even think about that. But I get the one hit guys. Oh, you can have the one hit guys. You can have the one hit guys. Um, I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, yeah, it's gonna be good gonna night. be a fun it's night. It's gonna be a good night. Tune in. And what what else we got? We got anything else coming? We're firming up our um for sponsors for our podcast. We're putting a little package together. If you're interested in being a sponsor on our podcast, we will have some information hopefully within the next week, very limited space, but 
we will have something for you guys here very soon. Absolutely. Um, it's be good. If you haven't already, go to our YouTube page, click that subscribe button, and have a good weekend. Enjoy the fight. Enjoy your weekend. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in.